0: Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners, and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James, and thanks for joining me here today. Hey, how you doing? Nick James here. What a phenomenal time to be live. Welcome to episode two of Open and Real Q&A with Nick J. Uh, Excited to be back here doing this again, enjoyed the first one, had some great comments on it, so here we go with question one of episode two, over to you, Jav, what you got?
1: So the first one is from Gary Hull, and he says, Ryan has talked about being under tension to grow. How do you stop the unconscious return to the comfort zone?
0: Right, okay. So yeah, some context probably around this question. So uh, Ryan Pinnick, great friend of mine, we've partnered together a lot over the years. Um, and his philosophy, which I completely agree with, is that in order for us as human beings, as entrepreneurs, as business owners to grow, we actually need to experience some kind of tension. I guess it's like a muscle. If you work out in the gym, the way you build muscle is through putting that muscle under as much tension as possible. Um, The way you become more or build endurance as an athlete is by pushing yourself harder for faster, for longer, and over time, you'll gradually build endurance. So um, the question is, how do you stop yourself from returning back to what's comfortable? I think that was the question. How do you make sure that you're constantly putting yourself under tension? And, And actually, it isn't dissimilar to the fitness example, really, in that you've got to make sure that you're always raising the bar because if you set yourself a goal in your business, let's say you set yourself a goal to do uh, £10,000 in a single month, maybe that's a big goal for you that you'd like to achieve, and then you do it. Well, if you don't then raise that bar, you're going to end up just getting comfortable and probably even stepping back a little bit. So I think... In business and in life in general, it's important for us to always be raising the bar. What that will do is it will continue to create tension for you, which doesn't always feel good in the moment, but what it will do is it will create the opportunity for growth. And without that tension, we can't keep growing. What happens is we end up just cruising along. And invariably, when I've seen this, well, look, I'm not perfect. I've done this myself. I've seen many people do it invariably. You don't even just stay still, you end up going backwards. So I think the key is really to always be constantly raising the bar, setting bigger, loftier, more ambitious goals. And, And look, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be doing that in all areas of life all the time. You might get to a certain point in your business where you're satisfied with your annual revenue or your profit or the number of clients you're serving. And that's cool. Um, What I would suggest, and I think, Gary, this question comes from a place of like, if you don't keep raising the bar and create intention in some area of life, you're going to get a bit stale um, and maybe then um, a little bit dissatisfied, a bit flat. And that's how people end up Dropping off into states like and suffering with problems like depression is because there isn't anything big enough or sexy enough or um, challenging enough for them to feel the need to raise the game. And of course, you know, if you've listened to my podcast, watched these videos before, if you've been to any of our trainings, you know how much I talk about the importance of having a vision and my quote that I give all the time from my coach, Jeff Mask, the bigger and clearer the vision of tomorrow, the greater our ability to sustain the challenges of today. Well, that, as would be relevant for this question, means having a big and clear vision, essentially what that should do, if the vision is big enough, should create that tension. Um, So when I think about our mission that we're on at the moment as a group of companies, which is to serve, educate, and inspire 600 high-level clients by. The end of 2024. Well, we're currently at about 350 odd, I think. Um, So we're not even half. We're just over halfway there. Just over halfway there. There's, I've got a lot of tension about us getting there by the end of 2024. I've only got two years left, and we've got to almost double our client numbers in that two-year period. That's not going to be easy. Definitely some tension. But once we get there, guess what? I'm not going to rest in on my laurels. We'll go again. We'll set another metric another bar another mission so that we're always creating that tension so great question gary hopefully that answers it
1: so question number two is from claire morton what are your three non-negotiables in life
0: oh claire good question what are my three non-negotiables in life um yeah first things that pop into my head um i think i answered a similar question on the last one, um, but maybe slightly different. The, the first, not, most of my non-negotiables in life are around my time. So um, the first non-negotiable for me, and it's been a non-negotiable for a long time now, is creating time for myself. Um, specifically, like time in the morning, dedicated to getting in the gym, working on myself so that I can show up and be in the best energy and be the best leader for the group of companies that I run. Um, that Having that kind of first three hours a day, when you think about the time it takes me for um, getting ready to go to the gym, eating, training, traveling home, getting ready for the day. Like by the time I actually get to the office, it's probably best part of three hours all in each day. That's a non-negotiable for me to have those three hours um, dedicated to getting myself in the best physical, mental, emotional state possible. That's a non-negotiable. The second non-negotiable is um, having time aside for me and my family to spend together at the weekend. I very, very rarely work at the weekend. Funnily enough, I've just agreed a speaking engagement in Dubai Uh, for the end of June which is actually a weekend Um, Jav's getting Jav's going to come along
1: get a free ride he's
0: coming along for the ride to capture a load of great content so um, we were just talking about that before we started recording so um, but generally speaking you know there's exceptions to every rule in the same way that do I go to the gym every single morning without fail no but it's like you know Monday to Friday it would be 80-90% probably um and I think same thing for weekends. Like, this will be the first weekend I've worked in a very long time um, when we go to Dubai for that event, because obviously the event's scheduled. Believe it or not, the promoter did not schedule the event around my non negotiables or my calendar. Um, so, yeah, their event was already scheduled for the Saturday, Sunday, and they invited me to speak, and I feel it'll be a great opportunity, and I want to go and do it. Um, but, you know, in 99% of the cases, I don't really do any work as such at weekends. Um, so that'd be my second non negotiable. Third non negotiable would be anything that is out of alignment with our core values. So, you know, we've established in our group of companies there are seven core values that we um, have committed to that we operate from we hire in alignment with we fire in alignment with we make all our key decisions based upon these core values and so look again no one's perfect right so i'm not saying that i don't occasionally do something that i go ah yeah that wasn't really in alignment with one of the values it happens occasionally but it's very quickly nipped in the bud and doesn't happen again same thing with our team, you know, we, we constantly coach and feed back to our team and have the team feedback to us as the leaders of the business on how we're operating with our values. And so yeah, operating in alignment with those values is a non-negotiable for us. Any anyone who consistently operates out of alignment with our core values is not a match to work with us in our team, partner with us. Um, be a client for that matter, any of the above. So yeah, I'd say those are probably the the three. You know, what's really interesting about that question is it was very black and white, what are the non-negotiables? In all three answers, I've given probably quite a gray answer, which is these are, in my mind, non-negotiables, but still, they're only true maybe 90% of the time. So I don't think... If you work in absolutes, it's really difficult to to stay on track. Um, you know, I, I think, and it's also really easy to then fail if you're dealing absolutes. If I went right, a non-negotiable for me is after training the gym every day, every day, every day. So what? Like when I go on holiday, I'm gonna train every day. When I go, um, when, when I'm speaking in Dubai, and I'm gonna land at like God knows what time in the morning, and then I've got to be on stage the next morning. I might not train. But if if it's an absolute, then I fail. Um, You know, We're all human beings. We all slip occasionally. And I think being okay with that. So I get the sentiment behind the question, like what are your non-negotiables? Those are mine. Yeah, I guess what I've said is they're all partially negotiable in some way. Because I think if you're dealing absolutes you're going to fail and that's not helpful. Hey, real quick. If you've been listening to the Empire Builders podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I do not run ads on this podcast. And what you should also know about me is that I only partner with companies who I absolutely 100% believe in. And so I'm making an exception because of my partnership and my loyalty to keep. So since 2010, I've been using... Keep, which was previously known as Infusionsoft, to automate all the sales and marketing in my business, deliver world-class experience to my clients, run e-commerce reports, manage affiliates, partners, and loads more. I really believe that Keep is the best CRM on the planet, for small businesses, for entrepreneurs that are building their empire. Many of my guests on this podcast use it, and pretty much all of my closest friends in the industry also use it. That should speak volumes. So uh, Infusionsoft recently rebranded to keep, K-E-A-P, and what they've also done is brilliantly made it even more affordable, even more usable for businesses that are at different stages of their journey. So go and get a free demo. All you need to do is go to keep.com, that's K-E-A-P, keep.com forward slash empire builders. And by using that link, I've negotiated the best possible deal for empire builders subscribers. So go to keep.com forward slash empire builders, you get a free demo. And when you go through that unique link, it means you'll get the best possible deal because you're a subscriber of this podcast. So let's get back to the show. Next question. Jab, what we got? Right. So the next one's
1: from Matt Nation. Yep. Yeah. And he asks: what business decision would you rank as the single best decision you have made since you started
0: EE? Great question, Matt. Um, that's an easy one, actually. Very simply, um, First ever Expert Empires event, May 2017. In the January of 2017, there's a long story that goes behind this, which I won't bore you with now. But um, in the January of 2017, um, I'd negotiated an agreement with Gary Vaynerchuk to headline the first event. Um, And let's just say the speaker fee was significant, um six figures um, that I had to invest in having Gary speak. I didn't have that kind of cash at the time. Um, but I had a I, I guess you could call it um, blind optimism, but I, I had a feeling that it was the right thing. Like it wasn't even just an inkling, it was an absolute like certainty that this was a great move for the business, for me, for our community, for our team, everything. I just believed it with every cell in my body. And so we made the decision to um, sign the agreement for Gary to speak at that event. Um, And and a lot of people told me it was a stupid decision. They were like, "It doesn't make any sense. Um, You you know, how are you going to make this event profitable because it's costing you so much money to run?" Um, But but I had I had a vision of what I wanted to create, and um, then went with it. And uh, it was the best decision I ever made because first of all, it put expert empires on the map that was the first expert empires event so like it it really um i remember signing the agreement started to market the event like i was blown away i'd never experienced such massive such a massive influx of people who wanted to come um but buying tickets i I was getting people like phone me who i didn't even know that were offering to sponsor the event and give us money um, I remember going to an event in the States as a delegate, and I was um, I was getting people to stop me in the hallway saying, "Oh my God, you're Nick James, you're the guy that's bringing Gary Vaynerchuk over to the UK." These were like UK people. There was um, a guy in the US called Pete Vargas who um, has actually spoken at a um, subsequent Expert Empires event who had heard that I was bringing Gary over. He made a point of contacting me, connecting with me at the event. Um, he invited me onto this like insane yacht party at the event where I met all these other amazing speakers. Like up until that point, I'd been attending these kind of conferences for years, and I was a, a nobody. I was just another delegate. No one knew who I was. That one decision. I mean, I can map so many great things that happened in my business, in my life, as a direct result of that one decision. Um, and I can certainly um, map uh, profit to it, but there's a load of things that aren't financial benefit that I can certainly map. And there's a lot of a lot of intangibles as well. Um, I think, you know, without that single decision, a lot of the great things that have happened in my business and my life since 2017 wouldn't have happened. So yeah, that that was really the catalyst um, that started it all. And Matt, great question, maybe at the next Mastermind meeting, I know Matt's in a six-figure mastermind. I'll tell you the story behind the story of how it all came about um, because, yeah, it was, it was a combination of crazy luck, me putting myself in the right place at the right time. It was, it was yeah, very um, serendipitous. That's the word, isn't it? What a word. Great word. Word of the day, serendipitous. There you go. Okay. So
1: the last two are from Natalie Potts. Yeah. What... One thing do you do differently in business compared to last year? What one thing do I do differently
0: this year compared to last year? Yeah. Hmm. Good question. Um, there's that, the first thing that springs to mind, because um, to be honest, there's so many different thoughts running through my head now. For years, I would change things all the time in my business. And actually, I don't do that much different this year than I did last year, generally speaking. So I think one big change over time, certainly over a long time, has been that I'm much more consistent now than I used to be. There's a lot less change, of like the business model, the structure kind of stays the same just with tweaks, whereas there was a time where it would literally every week, i had a new idea and was dropping everything and starting something brand new. Um, but the one thing that I am doing differently that springs to mind since last year um, was at the start of this year, um, I set myself... I always do like a personal goal-setting process at the start of every year. I actually do it with my family. So me, my wife, Nat, our two kids, uh, Zach and Time, my mum, and her husband, Tony. We all get together, normally New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, sit down, and we go through this goal-setting exercise. We've been doing it for... I reckon we've been doing it to, it's definitely more than 10 years, might even be 15 years we've been doing this process. Um, Yeah, even before the kids were born. So certainly kicking on for 15 years. And one of my goals that I set at the start of the year was for me to have one day a week that was non-diarized, which I've since coined the phrase that it's called a CEO day. So it's a day for me to be the CEO because like, Whilst I guess my job title is CEO of the Empire Group, in actual fact, most days I'm not really being the CEO. Most days I'm speaking on stage or then I'm the speaker, I'm not being the CEO, or I'm creating content as I am here doing these videos. Like In this role, I'm not the CEO. Um, So I decided I wanted a day a week where I could solely be the CEO, not have meetings or create content or or any of those things, the day-to-day stuff. I was like, I want to get that into the other four days of the week, have a day a week where I can be the CEO. And the CEO responsibilities include um, strategic thinking, um, like crunching the numbers, like being on top of the running of the group of companies, um, which had always been shoehorned into empty space and there was getting less and less empty space in the diary. So it was like, I actually was struggling to spend any time working on those kind of CEO responsibilities. So um, I sat down with Shelly uh, at the start of the year and I said, look, one thing I really want to do is create this one day a week, um, which is for being the CEO. Another thing that I've always done really well, but had become more and more challenging for me, more and more problematic was spending time building strategic partnerships, alliances. Though, again, things like you know, um, going to America and connecting with Pete Vargas, which opened so many doors for me, um, to, so many opportunities, so many speakers uh, that I've done business with since then. Like those things, spending time on building relationships and partnerships, I just wasn't doing. So that was the point of the, the CEO day. So I have a day a week now. And it varies, it's not always the same day every week, but I have a day a week blocked out, which is only for CEO activities. And the idea is that we don't really book anything in there um, unless it is an activity that's directly related to my primary role as CEO of the business. And it also means that I've got one day a week that I can put stuff in um, that I've been meaning to do that I don't always get around to when you know I'm working on the day to day running of the businesses. So yeah, that's some, that's one thing that I've done differently, and it's also. Um, massively increased my happiness because that's the role that I love doing most. That's those kind of tasks, those kind of responsibilities and things that I really enjoy, and they challenge me and stretch me and cause me to create tension as well sometimes. So, um, yeah, that that was one thing, Natalie, that I did differently or have been doing differently this year, Um, and I think it's been a really good move. Now, that said, I don't think that's necessarily – Good advice for somebody who's early on in their business. So, like, you probably shouldn't be spending a day doing those kind of activities if you're early on in your business. Now, Nathan, I'm not saying that you are. Uh, I actually know where you are in your business because we've spoken a few times about it. And so, I think you know you, you're probably not at that point just yet. But um, I believe you will be because you're doing amazing. Um, but if if you're running a team of people and you're running a six-figure multi-six-figure business, then you need to spend time thinking on and operating on a strategic level and not firefighting all the time. Um, So I think that's one thing I've done differently. Um, And certainly if you're running a multi six, seven figure, multi seven figure business, uh, I think carving time out consistently for that kind of activity is well worth it. Final question, Jav, what we got? So the
1: last question is, what one thing do most people need to let go of to get their business
0: to the next level? what one thing do most people need to let go of in order to get their business to the next level? Well, uh, that's Natalie as well, isn't it? So I've got two answers to this question. Question number one is, it depends. So what do you need to let go of to get to the next level? It depends what level you're at now. If you're a startup, what you need to let go of is probably different to what somebody who's at six figures or seven figures or that's got no team versus a team of 25 needs to let go of. It does change. That said, um, there's one blanket answer I could give for most people that I meet. The one thing they need to let go of, and I'm fortunate that I don't really have this in me, is they need to let go of the need to be perfect. So like the need for everything to be perfect just holds so many people back. And um, I remember years and years ago, uh, I used to attend a lot of seminars with a guy called Dan Kennedy, absolute legend of marketing, and he always had this phrase which stuck with me, which is, good is good enough. And he's like, you know, trying to get everything perfect, it means everything takes so much longer, and will it make that much difference? So I'm, but I'm not saying that you shouldn't have standards. I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive to be excellent. And sometimes the obsessiveness with being perfect prevents us from getting action, getting... Things done, and so yeah, for me, what most people need to let go of is the need to be perfect. Like, you're not going to be perfect on your first sales call, you've got to just go through it and accept you're going to screw it up a little bit. Um, and then the next one will be a lot better, and the one after that. And when you're, uh, you know, when you've done 10 sales calls, or 100 sales calls, or a thousand sales calls, you're going to be a lot better, but if you needed to be perfect before you get started, you never would have got started because you're never going to be perfect. So I think letting go of that need to be perfect is a big one. Um I think as soon as you can let go of that, then um the opportunities, the possibilities that you'll create and manifest and attract in your business and in your life will be far, far better. Um, And look, there's obviously there's always extremes here and I'm not saying go to the other extreme where you've got no standards whatsoever and you just any old shit will do because that's not healthy either. Um, But in my experience, most people err on the side of they're trying to be perfect. Um, So yeah, I would let go of that. Probably would be my advice. So hopefully, you found episode two of Open and Real Q and A with Nick J useful, valuable, interesting. You've got questions that you'd like to put forward. Email them to you, Jav? Yeah. Email them to Jav, J-A-V, at expertempires.com. That's Jav, J-A-V, at expertempires.com. And then Jav will bring the questions to me for the next episode. And keep them coming because the more questions we get, the more episodes we'll be able to create um, and produce for you. We're putting this on the podcast as well as on YouTube and probably distributing it out to our community. So, When you submit a question, I'll give you a shout out on all those platforms. So um, yeah, please submit your questions to Jav and uh, look forward to seeing you, speaking with you again on the next episode. Remember as always, more you connect, more you collect.